Golden Gods and Goddesses, welcome to Jabroni Talk number five, six? I don't know. I've, I've lost count. I thought it was like four. Braden hanging out here with Donnie, hanging out with Adam. We are still without our dish of the day, going hungry, getting desperate and tired and scared. But I'm sure we'll have him back soon. We are around the table today talking about, of course, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, but we're talking about a question that um, I'm sure everyone's kind of like thought to themselves or maybe maybe you already have this answer in your head. Who is the main character of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Because, um, you know, I thinking about this question, I've had multiple answers over the years watching this show. At first, I thought it was one person. At one point, I thought it was another. At one point, I thought it was the whole gang. So um, we got some listener responses here. We got some responses from you guys, the Wildcard crew. Um, we're going to see what Adam and Donnie and myself think. We're going to talk about it a bit more. But first, you know I got to plug the social medias, at Always Sunny Pod, Twitter, and Instagram, where you can find polls about the best show of all time, some fun memes. Uh, we got a bunch of cool stuff going on. It's, it's a good time. And our YouTube channel is officially up, so be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Rumham and Wildcards, on YouTube, where you can find episode highlights and more. I don't know what and more means, but we're going to figure it out. And when we can give you more content, we'll give you more content. Uh, so, yeah, let's just ask a question here. Who is the main character of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, you guys? We, um, asked this brief, I, we asked this briefly before. Can I ask the question first? Does there have to be a main character? In this case... In this type of situation? Not a single main... There doesn't have to be a single main character. It doesn't have to be a single main character, but y- you... Yeah. You have to pick one. Really? Okay, if okay. you had to pick one. Doesn't, need to, doesn't okay. even need to be someone in the gang. Sure. I've got some responses here that are pretty interesting. It's all about rickety cricket. <laughs> no, the entire show. That's why I thought people I liked, would say. I liked that argument the most, and I actually jumped my argument over to that one. We'll get to it in a second. I'm kind of mad we're missing the dish of the day. I know how much he loves friends and shows like that. Mm-hmm. Um, do shows like that always have a main character? Or do Does friends specifically have a main character? Because when I see group shows, I've never really even thought about who's the main character. I always thought it was meant to just be a group thing, and they always just don't have a main character. Yeah. I'm going to compare this conversation or, or, or this show to two other shows. One, Friends, mm-hmm. which is the most similar that we can think because I think this show is really trying to be an anti-Friends in a lot of ways. Um, first of all, we have the brother and sister pair, the twins, which is like common in like these kind of shows in like on, um, in, on, in shows with, with like a big entourage like this or a big ensemble, I mean. Uh-huh. Um, but I also think of the show Rugrats because that's similar. You know, it's called, it's not called Tommy Pickles, right? It's called mm-hmm. Rugrats. But there and in and think of the Rugrats as the gang. The show wouldn't be with what the show is without them all. And I know you don't want I know you want me to pick a single person. Um the gang might be a, too much of an easy answer to be like that's the main character. Maybe the bar is the main character. I thought about that. We got a listener that That's one of said my that. most interesting thoughts that I've had thinking about this because I almost like I said I almost didn't want to pick one character. So I tried to like Think of an almost abstract idea, and the bar could almost be the main character. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it's not necessarily about the gang. The gang kind of just plays their role, and it's more a story about 
the bar over the years. And I'm probably butchering his name, but uh, Tershan, who uh, is one of our listeners here, he said that the bar mm-hmm. is the main character. And I, I kind of liked that. Me too. I like that response. Um, but there were people that didn't have a problem picking. Sure. There's, yeah. There's, um, and the most popular responses were Dennis and Charlie. Okay. Uh, Dennis and Charlie? Not together, but. Oh, the top say, two like, responses. The top two most popular responses were pretty damn equal, and it was either Charlie or Dennis. I thought um, that was interesting. I mean, I do agree with that because, like I said, um, I, as, as I narrowed it down and really tried to make my decision, I definitely don't think it's D or Frank. I definitely think it was. I think it could be Frank. It could be. I, I personally I don't that. think, though. Uh, I said that a couple episodes ago where mm-hmm. I think Frank's, uh, appearance in season two just makes season one the context for him to get there and that maybe the, it's about him the whole time so I think maybe Cricket maybe Frank because Cricket's another character where we see see but to argue with myself no. even now I just I could almost see see it being about the Reynolds like the Reynolds family yeah and it's kind of like obviously they have friends with them but it's more about D and Dennis and then obviously Frank too. So it could be more about their family mm-hmm. and they're the ones that kind of own the bar mostly. But I guess no, because D doesn't own the bar. Well, that's why I brought up Rugrats and Friends because both are about a group of friends. And in that group of friends, there uh, there's a brother and sister pair. Back to that. Let me draw you kind of a parallel here. That 70s show. Mm-hmm. Right, oh. right. Eric is the main character because okay. So Rugrats takes largely in place in Tommy's Pickles' house, in his house. Uh, that '70s show largely takes place in Eric Foreman's house. Mm-hmm. But, but that '70s show literally got rid of Eric Foreman. Yeah, and the show was arguably fine. Mm, Critics actually, will say otherwise, but the show was arguably fine. I was on YouTube the other day and I actually saw a video pop up on my feed that was like, like. It was called like how to ruin a show or how to like, like ruin your main characters or something. Cause they essentially, they made Fez hook up with, um, uh, Miley, uh, Mila Kunis's character and jumping they, the shark. Jumping, they jumped the shark so much in the, that last season and they took Eric away or he left the show. So it, but you make a, you make a, a let good me, point. let me connect it one more here. Remember when Dennis was about to leave the show? Remember when Glenn Howerton was about to not be on Sunday anymore? For AP Bio? For AP Bio. What happened with Caitlin Olsen when she went to the Mick? Did she maybe... Was I don't she think cons- she ever missed Nothing, anything, because really, she can yeah. balance her workload. Glenn. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, no. uh, you ever just call out your favorite comedians? Yeah. Uh, on mic? Oh, Jesus. No, I... It's it's a good argument that you don't want to take away anyone in the gang, but we've seen in shows where they take away these crucial characters, and you know, critically, it's not okay. Well, but the show goes on. I guess by those standards, then I think if there was one character I had to pick that the show just wouldn't be the same without, then I would say Charlie. I don't know how else to say. Mm-hmm. Arguably, he'd be the main character. The show is about him, or most things happen revolving around him, or whatever. But just from that standard, if you took him out of the show, I think it would be different. Mm. I think if you took any other character out, like you said, they could arguably be fine. I don't think it'll be the same, but I think they'd arguably be fine. I think Charlie really. That's is what the, the glue dish of the day said. Uh, that's what he said back when we briefly touched on this for mm. like literally 20 seconds. He said it's either about Charlie or Mac because they never left Philadelphia and they're the dirty, grungy liars. And, you know, it, it's not about Charlie, so it's got to be about Mac. I don't know how much I agree with that, but like I get where you guys are coming from on that. Um, 
I have a question for you guys. Would the show be the same if you, or, or obviously it wouldn't, but what would you rather watch? Would you rather watch It's Always Sunny if the gang left, but the bar was still there? Or would you rather watch the gang still there, but the bar is some, for whatever reason, isn't in the show? And, and think about Archer. You know that show Archer? They, they, initially, they essentially got rid of their workplace setting because of ISIS. Um, oh, yeah. And the entire show changed drastically. I mean, it ruined the show, essentially, when they, they left the spy agency. That is arguable. I think the most recent seasons have been phenomenal, but... No, 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 no. no. Okay, we'll save I, that for our Archer podcast. I enjoy them. <laughs> I, I do enjoy them, but it, it, you don't, I, it doesn't take a... It takes anyone to see that, like, it's people not aren't the happy with it's it. It's not the same. Yeah. I, I, will, ISIS. I will make the argument. Uh, I don't know I don't, how much. It's real. I, no, seriously. That's why they changed the show. <laughs> ISIS's worst casualty was the, the Archer. Archer quality. <laughs> Yeah, I don't watch Archer, so I'm not going to comment on that aspect of this. But um, I do think that the gang is still the gang and would still be hilarious if you took out the bar aspect. Like, even yeah. in the most recent episodes, yep. like the water park, yes. fucking hilarious. I love when they go to the zoo and the gang text, fucking hilarious. So, like, I still think that if they had to not have the bar be the back theme, I think they'd be fine. I think the bar is just a really good back theme because they can always do something at the bar and then obviously they can always choose to go to all these other places like the road trips or that's a good answer. The mm. mantra of the show is within the characters' heads, not within the bar. The bar is the perfect facility for them because right. it the way the gang is on the inside, the bar looks on the outside. Yeah. Well, it, I I always think that um <clears throat> when you're talking about shows or watching shows or it's always interesting for this show, I think it's good to consider the bar as its own character, even though it's obviously not the main character as we're discovering right now because they have had episodes outside of the bar and they've been excellent. But um, you have to consider that even the setting of a show like this can itself be a character, like like the show Twin Peaks, like the town of Twin Peaks itself was a character. You know, but that's how David Lynch wrote. Yeah, that. yeah, exactly, exactly. But I'm just using those ex- as examples of how a setting can can still be a character. I think that's the difference between a good show or a a truly exceptional show and a show that gets forgotten. Seinfeld's uh, diner is iconic. These locations become as a cheers bar, obviously was cheers. The main because cheers was the entire catalyst. Like the bar was the entire catalyst for the show. All the characters go there and meet up. But Mm -hmm. the bartender, Sam, the bartender is considered the main character of that show. You know, it's um, interesting when you see the two different realities of people that spend every day in their bar. You got Cheers, where Ted Danson's smiling and ready to hand you a drink. And then you got It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where it's probably more accurate. The bar is filled with smoke, and the people working there are probably going to be a little mean to you. You will get stabbed. And you will get stabbed. Yeah, Len- not, I, I, sorry, but I do like the point that you say that kind of like the bar is a character. Like I think it the bar almost has like a personality too. Like obviously it can't act. No. But like the bar is known to be kind of dirty and run down and things break and mm-hmm. that's just who they are. Like yeah. it's they're not trying to fix it. They're not trying to be anything that they're not. Like when the bar is running well and being successful, that's when I feel like they're at their worst. Like the worst comes out in them when the bar is successful. So by the mm-hmm. bar not being successful and kind of like lagging along with them, I feel like that almost makes them feel better in a weird way. Like they almost compare themselves to the bar 
in a weird way. They're they like, like oh, well, justify. we're better than the bar. Yeah, they say yeah. like we're doing better than the bar is. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like in their head that's what they think sometimes. So when the bar succeeds and the bar's making money, they just realize like, oh, like we still kind of suck, but the bar's doing good. Like that's not okay. This show really kind of has more of a plot than like like many multi-camera sitcom shows or like one, or one camera sitcom shows. I don't know the terminology, but like It's Always Sunny. I mean, uh, Friends and like How I Met Your Mother, to me, they don't have as much of a plot as It's Always Sunny, which essentially has no plot. I was thinking about that when um, we were recording our last episode and we were talking about the story arcs between Gango's Jihad and uh, Gang Gives Back. And it's it seems to me that they did try to tie a story arc together at first, which is super admirable when you're writing storylines that are just as blatantly screwed up as this. It's mm. really hard to tie it all together and give it a reason to rhyme. So, you know, I think maybe they bailed on that after, but there's plenty of story arcs that you see in Sunny. Yeah. But I, was, I, I guess I'm saying, like, if you watch the entirety, I don't love How I Met Your Mother, or and Friends is okay, but... Um, but if you were to watch those shows, they, they really end the way they begin. I mean, it's, I mean, How You Met Your Mother was a terrible ending from what I've heard, but they don't, like, I don't, the characters don't really change that much for me. In Friends, they're still in the coffee shop. They're still in their apartment. Mm-hmm. It's boring. How Many Mother is the same way. They're still in their loft. They're still in the coffee shop. It's boring. Seinfeld is great because it's funnier than both those shows, even though it has the similar in the coffee shop, in the loft. But it's always sunny. Um, they they go beyond that structure of of we have these two settings and we have these characters. They really deconstruct that narrative, and that's why I think that the plot there is big is better than those other shows. Even though there is a very loose plot, it's they still have a better idea of what they want the show to be. In yeah. my opinion, uh, you can tell that this show is a breathing, living show. But for a show like you know How I Met Your Mother, I didn't really feel that the characters were kind of two-dimensional to me yeah um, well interestingly enough i actually kind of liked how i met your mother but i noticed this with a lot of shows and a lot of series and a lot of movies even so many people expect a lot at the end of movies or the end of shows and that's not really what it's supposed to be like the most exciting parts are the story yeah when it's always sunny finally ends like the ending five minutes aren't going to be like that was the best ending ever this is amazing like the storyline itself was the best part and was the most exciting part so I think like the end is just meant to just tie everything together and like Pulp Fiction. Ex- yeah, I was watching a Quentin Tarantino interview and he was saying how like everyone goes up to him is like I know I know it was in the briefcase I know it was there and he's like, eh, it's whatever you want it to be. That's not the point. It's uh, oh, I was just listening to Duncan Trussell Family Hour mm. and Russell Brand was on it and they were talking about this is completely like far off but follow me on this long walk here. Uh, they were talking about like manifestations of deities and like Duncan Trussell for you and Russell Brand and and like Jesus appeared as a human because that's how we can comprehend him but really it's whatever you wanted to make it Mm -hmm. it's these characters are whatever you want them to be in your head they'll relate to you differently for every single person that watches these shows to bring it back to it's always sunny Philadelphia you got people that think it's okay to compare themselves to people in the gang and be like, Oh, our friend group, I'm, I'm such the dentist. I'm such a D whatever. And that's not good. That's not good. Yeah. So, and then you got people that acknowledge 
that these characters are not good. And, and us who are like making this podcast to point out, you know, don't be like these people. This is why they're funny is because we're laughing at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone had like said, uh, was like, like for South Park, like Cartman, um, isn't the hero. He's the joke. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Cause he's always, he's always thought of that's someone who's thought of as a main character in that show. Because like, he's so larger than life. Yeah. The group of boys are there, but really when you think of South Park, you think of Cartman. Yeah. But the bigger, but he's not supposed to be. No, but the bigger overall like plot of every episode is that like Stan and Kyle always are the voices of reason at the end, but mm-hmm. they sometimes get corrupted. I could do a, a podcast on South Park also, by the way. It sounds like you guys are very fond on uh, people idolizing fictional characters for the wrong reasons. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because No, but seriously, like, I mean, that is, it's a good point. Like, people almost idolized Cartman growing up, and they kind of wanted to be like him in some way or another, but that wasn't the point of Cartman. Cartman wasn't supposed to be an idol. It was He was supposed to be a bad kid. He, he's disrespectful to his mom. He he's, murdered he's an his, asshole. No, none of his friends like him. Like, he murdered his own father. And fed it to his uh, stepbrother. Yeah, that's or, obviously or one of the most extreme examples, obviously. But, like, still, yeah, no, people strive to be like these people. No, that's pretty because tame for Because they think they're stars, but, like, <laughs> that's not, like you said, that's not the point of It's Always Sunny. You shouldn't strive to be like these people. You shouldn't be proud of having characteristics like these people. You should, you should acknowledge if you do... And there have been some critics that like this show because they said, I see bits of myself and bits of the gang. And if you acknowledge yourself in these characters, change that shit. Yeah, <laughs> right. Fucking change yeah. that. <laughs> but we're seeing that problem more and more where the just because they're the main character of a story, people assume they're the hero. Anti-heroes are a very real thing. Yeah. You know, Bojack Horseman is a very terrible. He's a brilliantly written character, but he's a very terrible character. Heisenberg. He, yes. Heisenberg's another one. You got all these examples and it's becoming more popular in modern day. And I think internet might have something to do with this where people have the ability to connect with other people who feel the same and think that it's okay. Where you get people all saying, oh, we're all just a bunch of Dennis's now. But no, you're all a bunch of sociopaths. Is Is the age of heroes dead in cinema? Ooh. Yeah. That'd be an interesting podcast. Well, let's do it right now. What do you think? (laughs) Welcome back to the Jabroni Talk. Is the Age of Heroes dead? We're getting metaphysical with it. So, no, you know, I got another uh, mm-hmm. wild card crew member here. Uh, I'm going to use the username here because this is great. Lenny the Loser. Mm, nice. Not this person's actual name, but Lenny the Loser saying the trash man. The trash man. I don't know if this means Frank in general. If this is another argument for Frank, I think that's what that means. Uh, they're different I would have people. to guess, yeah. No, the whole show is just for this one wrestling character yeah, for I'm one episode. Man. But um, it's for Richard Grieco. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a Grieco. I'd like to bring it back to the Frank argument or even the cricket argument in the same way where maybe it's the side characters that are the, the main characters, you know, that have to deal with the gang's antics. Yeah, because when you think about it, like the gang, like all their characters are, when you think about it, they're really like archetypes for other side characters from other shows and movies and other stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know? But now the, those side characters, the crazy people that aren't, weren't typically the main characters in other shows, other movies, now they're the main characters of this show. And the recurring characters are the normal people, you know, that are getting corrupted. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's such an anti-sitcom. It's anti-everything to me. 
because it takes the exact opposite of what we've been programmed to like understand in pop culture and it subverts that expectation in such a spectacular way shit see it's like um for every layer that rick and morty goes meta it's always sunny goes anti yeah Rick and Morty is like, we're going to acknowledge the audience the whole time. It's always sunny. It's like, yeah. we're just going to do the complete yeah. opposite of whatever you want. Rick and Morty is like macro, but like, it's always sunny. It's meta is quantum. It just goes <laughs> smaller. And I guess, I guess they do get meta at some points too. They're like the gang desperately tries to win an award, stuff like that. Yeah. Re, uh, recycles their trash. Yes. Uh, I, I think Frank is just the easiest argument to make because... Yeah. They brought him in because they wanted to make the show built around a quote-unquote star, someone who was already a well-known actor. That's what they made them do for season two, not that they necessarily wanted to do that. Mm. So I think that's that's almost like a scapegoat to say Frank is the main character just because he was the most popular Escape and the most famous out. at the time. Mm-hmm. Cop yeah. out. But I could also see it being about Frank because, I mean, granted, a lot of stuff happens because he funds it and because he's there and because he allows it to happen and lets it happen. And his introduction to the show, I guess, had the biggest impact on the gang and the quote, plot, unquote, of the show. He gets them out of a lot of stuff. They're able to do a lot of stuff because of him. Like Donnie just said, he finances them. Brayden, you've been maintaining that the entire time we've been doing this podcast. The only, yeah, the only reason that this show is acceptable is because of Frank's presence. Mm. Yeah. So I, I think that's another argument I'd have to make then in Frank's favor See, the last episode we did talk about, we could have talked about it then, but we didn't. Uh, the gang gives back. Technically, all of that could have happened without Frank. They would have missed out on a storyline and subplot. But that episode specifically at least could have happened without Frank. I think we stopped uh, running a complete tally. But there's a few episodes I think that obviously could have happened without Frank. But there are some that for sure couldn't. You think they would have gotten out of the arson from the gang goes jihad without Frank? Mm, that's interesting. Probably not. I mean, they they would have in the story, but realistically, there's a whole court process in between those two episodes. Why it took so long? (laughs) That's why it took so long. They didn't air it out of order. It just took (laughs) them a while to get their sentencing. Um, Emily is is one of the many people saying Dennis is the main character, and I want to talk about this because I phased through thinking a few people were main characters of Sunny. Uh, I thought Charlie was at first, so I thought the Charlie argument was good, and I thought Dennis was for a little bit. Yeah. So I uh, one of the popular things that people referenced who said Dennis was uh, when Mindy Kaling replaced him in the newer seasons, and he was gone for that episode, and how they showed that the gang isn't the gang when one of them is gone, specifically Dennis, but mm-hmm. they've done it a couple times where they show just missing one of them is, is chaos. So what, what do you guys think? Is, could Dennis be main character material? Well, that's why I, I, and I know this isn't everyone's favorite answer, but that's why I say the gang is the main character. That's so sweet. No. Everyone's going to say that, though. I know, but the reason is, the reason is because, like, like you said, with Mindy Kaling's arc, it's like the show, tr- like the characters are different. They really don't work without that one entity. I think they worked with Mindy Kaling. It though. did, yeah. I just like Mindy Kaling, though. She's fun. No, she's pretty great. I liked her arc in the in the show. It was very fun. It was very brief. Yeah, I, it was very brief, but like she got it. Like she was fine. Mm-hmm. She understood the show. I feel. And uh, one last argument, of course, Andrew is saying that Charlie Dayman himself mm. is the main character of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which uh, was who I originally thought my first second watch through. 
I think you go through phases watching this show. Yeah. Where your answer changes. Obviously, everyone's going to want to answer the gang. And the obvious answer is the gang. But, like, if you're a real fan of the show, you should be able to articulate one character in a certain direction yeah. to, to argue them. I get why Dennis, people consider him the main character because, um, you know, he's the one character everyone's related to him. I mean, not everyone, but like the most people are related to the Reynolds. So I get, I get why people would go towards that mm -hmm. as, as the main character, but that, that doesn't make total sense because, you know, Charlie and Mac grew up together. So like th th they're also a unit. So, so you think like you can't say Charlie or Mac because you'd have to say Charlie and Mac or the yeah, other way around, I guess a little too. bit. And I honestly, like I, I think Mac over Charlie, if anything, Really? He's the one character who has changed the most throughout the entire show. I think the most care has been put in the most care has been put into his character and not just because Rob McElhenney wrote the show, not just because he created the show. But that could also be part of the reason that I'd argue that Mac is the main character. Mm. I don't know. I could interestingly enough argue that everybody besides Mac could be the main character. And I know even growing up that people in, in high school, not in real life, but they were growing up and saying that like, Mac, like you weren't our friend. Like you didn't hang out. There's like, you just sold everyone drugs. So like, it's kind of like almost about the entire quote unquote, like Reynolds corrupt family. Cause technically they always thought D and Dennis thought Frank was their dad. And then we find out that Charlie might be also oh. Frank's son. So like kind of, you could technically say that they're all just one corrupt family together. And then they're all, it's all about them. And they're still just leaving Mac off to the side. And then in the show, you see that a lot of times Mac just feels like he's being left out and feels like it's never about him. And maybe that's just the point of it. And they purposely make him feel like that because it's not supposed to be about him ever. And he always tries to shift it and make it about him. You think it's one man's journey to like find acceptance? Um, I mean, not very <laughs> profoundly. Like this is a thought I've had since we started recording. So like, I'm not going to argue that a uh -huh. lot. But like, interestingly enough, yeah, I could see that this is Mac's desperate journey to like, fit in and become a part of the gang and try and be the main character and try to be the one that everything is about. The and, dish of the day would have shit on that. us for that realization. But uh, I, I think that's a solid, that's a solid argument because we, we always thought his denial was just being played for laughs or his character building. But no, what if that's legitimately the story arc is someone finally coming to terms with who they are and finding a, a group of people who, despite how shitty they are, accept him. Mm. which yeah. isn't that crazy the or gang not is, accept him they just don't give it it's like it's like they don't care it's like it's not a big deal yeah, you know like, what i mean no matter how bad the yeah. gang is it's it's they're not bad in mm. that sense they're they're not, they, they're not homophobic which i guess yeah, no they don't they don't care what he chooses doesn't to do. make they them just, good people yeah. but it just you know it gives them a little plus yeah it just bothers them so much that he doesn't admit it and he doesn't just act like himself which to me, it's funny that it bothers them enough that they really want to see Mac be himself. Like, why do they care in the first place? I guess it's more of they bash him when he's in denial. They're not really trying to help him discover himself. But Wow, what if the gang is secretly good friends? They just want him to be happy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, underlying, I definitely think they do. They don't show it very well, but uh, I think they definitely do. That's why they all stick around together. Oh, they'd never, they never <laughs> freaking admit that they want anyone in their group to be happy except yeah. themselves. Are we gonna? Do we want to pick one final answer? Because I mean, I don't think I even gave a, a real final final answer. Do we? Yeah, do we all pick one. Yeah, who's your guys' final answer? Because to be honest with you, I still am juggling between two in my head. I want to hear what you guys think. 
What's your final answer? Patties. Ugh. You're going with the bar. I like it. Uh, I did. I have to go with Charlie just because, like I said, I mean, you learned so much about him over the time, and he was the one character to me that I feel like if you take out, the show's not the same. The but. only. Oh shit! If we're going off that, then my answer is not good at all. But I was about to say, yeah, take it off whatever standard you want, but. I think the only character I think of, you could watch all the episodes that he's in and not understand a thing about Sonny, but still get everything, Rickety Cricket. I think you could watch mm. all of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and watch the downfall of Cricket, but also watch the progression of the gang. But that's also a shitty answer, so I'm, I'm going to... Yeah, I mean, it's uh, interesting. It's not bad. If we're going with a quote-unquote main character... I agree with Donnie. Mm. This show would not be the same without Charlie Kelly. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Because who's going to do the Charlie work? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Needs someone to bash the rats. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, if you made it all the way through this Jabroni Talk, thank you, you guys, so much for listening. We have some episode reviews that we've done, a few more Jabroni Talks as well, where we just kind of hang out and talk like this. All of that available at rumham.transistor.fm where you can find all our episodes, all our episode reviews, all our social media links. And then be sure to head over to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Hit subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And while you're over at Apple Podcasts, please, please, please throw us a five-star review for a five-star podcast. I don't need anyone's approval. This is stupid. What are you doing, huh? You rating me right now? Five-star man. And uh, shoot us your review in our DMs, and we'll send you an Ongo Galblogian Rum, Ham, and Wildcard sticker. Be sure to head over to our Twitter and Instagram, at AlwaysSunnyPod, where you can participate in polls, send us some memes, talk about the show some more, all that good stuff. And, of course, the whole reason we're here, the list of lists, every ranking of our, uh, every ranking of every episode so far of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that we have gone through can be found at our always sunny pod. All right. I'm going to be quiet now before I keep stumbling over myself like this guys. Thank you so much for uh, gathering around today. And uh, thank you again to the wildcard crew, everyone who got back to us and participated in our polls and gave us their reasons. Reason will prevail. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we'll be back here very shortly. Thank you. We love you. Rumham and Wild Cards is produced, directed, and edited by me, Braden Plegenkuhl. Donnie Crunkleton is our associate producer. This episode was written and hosted by Braden Plegenkuhl, Donnie Crunkleton, and Adam Rothbart, 